You're now listening to the A Place of Refuge Productive Living Podcast with Bishop Barry D. Walker. A Place of Refuge vision is to cause people to be productive in every aspect of life according to God's Word. For more information, please stop by our website at www.aplaceofrefugechurch.org. Now, here's today's message already in progress. If connotes a condition or qualification. Again, if connotes a condition or qualification. A condition connotes a requirement. If it's a condition, it is a requirement, something necessary. Qualification is a trait, attribute, a characteristic. Contextually, Paul, the author, as for what I call if questions. Four questions, when you consider them, you, you have to consider the condition and the qualification when you consider the questions. Now, let's look at the four questions again. First question in verse 15. If the foot should say, because I am not a hand. Now, we got a foot talking. Because I am not a hand, I am not of the body. Now, now, so the foot has a problem with being a foot. Foot desires to be a hand. Now, remember, we, this is an if thing. The foot desires to be a hand. But again, if the foot should say, because I am not a hand, I am not of the body. So the foot feels, if, I, if, if I'm really part of the body, I would be a hand. Ain't that something? And, and you know, you, you have some folks that... Uh, they don't like their particular position in the church and they won't really be appreciative until they get a certain position. That's what we have here. We, 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 now, to me, a foot is just as important as a hand. You, you know, foot got a problem in the text. I mean, foot, if the foot talking, it, foot, what the foot talking about, I, I, foot got a problem. Would you agree? Because, again, to me, the foot is just as important as the hand. I appreciate my hand. Appreciate my foot. 
Do you appreciate your hand? Yeah. You appreciate your foot? Yeah. The hand pick up stuff, right? You know, grab a sandwich. I came out here because of my feet. I put one foot in front of the other. So, I mean, I'm thankful I have a hand and a foot, a feet. Are you? You know, we, we thank God for the pastor. He good people. You you think? We need the pastor. But we need some musicians. We need a praise team. You know? Yeah, I'm I'm happy about the pastor, but I'm happy about the praise team. I'm happy about the deacons. But I'm happy about the elders. I mean, I'm happy. You know, we need the deacons. Yeah, yeah, we do. I tell you point blank, we need deacons. And I tell you point blank, we need elders. And so I, we need elders, just like I need this hand and foot. I need elders. Need deacons. Everybody ain't responding, but it's see or right. You're responding as if you don't need your hand. How many of you glad you got a hand? But you just can't stand your foot. Can't stand this foot. Anybody here like that? So you happy with your hand and your foot? Or your hands and your feet? You happy? All right. Well, let's go to the second question. Well, let's finish the first part of the question. Let's, let's read it again, verse 15. If the foot should say, because I am not a hand, I am not of the body, is it therefore not of the body? It is of the body, is it? Even though the foot would rather be the hand. It ain't the hand, but it's still part of what? The body. You agree? Okay, let's go to the second question. Verse 16, here go the ear. If the ear should say, because I am not an eye. Now here we got an ear upset about not being an eye. Need my ear because I don't want the train to hit me. Need me, I need to hear stuff. I appreciate my ear. Do you appreciate your ear? But but look at this, look at what this ear is saying. If the ill should say, because I am not an I. So ill want to be an I. That wouldn't even work. This right here, that, 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 that would not work. That would not work. There are medical reasons why the ear right here would not work. Plus that wouldn't look right. 
It wouldn't look right if if your ear was in your eye socket. It just it it wouldn't look right. You say, I don't know if it look right or not, Pastor. You want to try with experiment with you? I mean, it would. You don't believe that look right? No. I like my eye where my eye is. You know, I like my. I think I don't. I don't think it would be right if my eyes was on my ears. Cause I won't see right there. I just, you know, I, I don't, I don't think that would just, no. See, y'all laughing, but I'm serious. I'm serious. I know it's funny, but I'm serious. But if the ear had a problem and, and just wanted to be an eye and then it the was, the ear be like, hey, cause I ain't, I ain't part of the body. Now what the ear be like? If they ever felt that way. Yeah. Let's look at the question again. And if the ear should say, because I am not an eye, I am not of the body, is it therefore not of the body? Then the ear is what? Of the body. Yeah. Even though the ear wants to be an eye, it's still part of the body you know it is is a um, sign of someone being unsatisfied is something you should be unsatisfied about But if God has ordained for something to be a set way, you shouldn't be unsatisfied. You gave your cousin money to get you a Big Mac, a quarter pounder, and fries. Because you knew they were having the two for five. So you just said, hey, I'm just going to get the Big Mac, quarter pounder, and get me some fries. Don't get a drink. But he come back with two double cheeseburgers. And the two for five ain't going to be, be going on that long. And he come back with double cheeseburger. You should be unsatisfied with that. It, it wouldn't even be wrong if you told your cousin, I want my money back. It wouldn't even be wrong if you said, look, I don't want them, them double cheeseburgers. I told you a quarter pounder with cheese and a Big Mac and some fries. You're unsatisfied. I mean, because if you have a Big Mac, quarter pounder, appetite, them two double cheeseburgers ain't going to work for you, right? You agree? And so you should, and when it comes to people, you know, people will do things you may not be satisfied with. But God, the one that knows everything there is to know, you should always be satisfied with his decisions. Y'all still with me? All right. Now, remember, we, we're dealing with if questions. Because some of y'all look at me strange. He, just, he don't even know why I can't talk. 
Don't need no ear. Don't need to be no eye. Well, we just dealing with the text. Let's go to the third question in verse 16. Or in verse 17. If the whole body were an eye, woo! Where would be the hearing? How you going to hit somebody if you just an eye? Can you imagine uh, Mr. Jackson, a six foot four eye? <laughs> a brand, a five foot eye. Ain't that something? An eye. Can you imagine everybody at a place of refuge preach? Everybody. Everybody in him preach. Boy, we wouldn't have nothing but a mess in the church. I mean, everybody. No helps ministry, no deacon. Why? Everybody preach. Man, you hear about a place of refuge? No, what's going on in that place? You know, everybody over there preach. Everybody, man, everybody over there preach. Man, they got hundreds of folk, but, but, but everybody over there preach. Well, who at the door? Ain't nobody at the door. Everybody preach. What about the choir? Everybody preaching. That's what he's talking about. If. If the whole body was an eye. If everybody in the church was a preacher. It would be a mess. If everybody in the church wanted to prophesy. Every time the doors open. It would be a mess. Can you imagine every member of the church being a prophetess beast? That's your wife, Elabees. I mean, I'm just asking, can you imagine that? When would the service end? I can bring up some more. I mean, just think about it. Just, just look at just FJ. Just think of everybody in here were like me. Wouldn't it be a mess? Good. God from Zion.
Lord have mercy. Final question in verse 17. If the whole body were hearing, what would be the smell? Well, I'm telling you, this is scary stuff. But I'm going to tell you something. You, you have churches where you, you, got, you got about 10 or 12 folk want to be the pastor. You, you can have a church that, that has about 50 members. 48 of them want to be leaders. 50 members, 48 of them want to be leaders. 48. Just two folks satisfied with being followers. Rest of the 48 want to be leaders. Maybe that's something. You, you know it's the money. Yeah, see, same thing was, he, he wasn't satisfied with being the minister of music in heaven, an archangel. He wasn't satisfied with that. He had got his eyes on another position. He wanted to be like the most high God. He wanted to be able to ascend like God ascended. And, and see, there are folk that, that want to be more than God created them to be. Or it's not necessarily more, just want to be something different than what God created them to be. You got women that, that are not satisfied with being women, they, they want to be men. I was born, you were born in sin, baby. You want, you want, no, that's a, that, that ain't no, that's a, a, you were born a woman, but you just want to be a man. Well, I, I know that I, I'm just a woman trapped in this man's body. No, you need to put your flesh under subjection. It's your flesh or a demon spirit that's telling you that. I had a, had a kinfolk tell me, one day God going to let you know that there's nothing wrong with me being like I am. No, God done already let me know. It ain't going to be no one day. He done already let me know that your life is going to cause you to end up in hell. Well, say what you want, but I'm with a preacher now that believe once saved, always saving, even though I'm, I'm a man in this woman's body. I'm all right. I don't care. You and the preacher going to hell. 
if you don't repent and do the right thing. And, and see, so you have debates going on as, as, as to whether God created uh, a woman to really be a man and the woman is, is trapped. God is perfect. There is no error in God. God can do anything save faith. God didn't error in creating anybody. He didn't error when it, when it came to creating a man. He made. He was specific when it came to making a man. He was specific. Likewise, when he took the rib from Adam, he was specific when he made a woman. You don't believe me, brother. Look at the nearest woman near you. Look at her. Look at that woman. Look how beautiful she is. That ain't no mistake. Them curves, them pretty lips. That ain't no mistake. How in the world could that be a man? That ain't no man. That ain't, how in the world something that beautiful can be a hard leg? You know that God didn't make no mistake. I sure ain't smiling now. I'm serious. And you six foot seven talking about you a woman. You ain't no woman with them rusty knees. You need to get yourself Together you are a man. You ain't no woman. You're a man. And see, so you have churches that, that, that are okay. With folks saying that they, they are what they're not. No. That's mocking God. That's saying God didn't know what he was doing when he was creating mankind. But the Bible says after he had created not only the world, but after he had created man and woman, he looked and said, it's very good. He looked at what he had created and knew without question he had done the absolute right. That's the reason when you start feeling, brother, like you are a woman, that's your flesh. And a demon spirit. Sister, when, when you go and, 
and and tell somebody that, that you want your hair cut and you're going to change your name from Stella to Steve, that is a demon spirit. You can buy a pair of man underwears, drop your pants down to your knees, and try to walk like you, your brother, all day long. But when the record comes out, God still going to deem you Stella and not Steve. I know y'all love the former President Obama, but Obama messed up when he signed that decree. Well, I never, well, you heard it. (laughs) But I'm just telling you the truth. Well, I'm okay if a person chooses, and you're right, if that's what they choose to be, that's their business. Yeah, if a person chooses to be that, that's his or her business. But understand this, if God destroyed Sodom and Gomorrah because of such wickedness, and he changes not, that's what the end is going to be. You hear me? And so, when we get to verse 18 of 1 Corinthians 12, Paul is clear. He said, God set members in the body. Whether the literal or the ecclesiastical. God set members. Women have vaginas. Men have penises. I'm a man and I know I'm just trapped in this body. I'm going to have surgery and get me a false. And that's what it is and that's what you are. False. He said, members. I, I, I tell folks, it, 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 it was never in my plans to be no pastor. Never in my plans to be no bishop. Never set out to do anything like that. When I got saved, my thing was God's will. Whatever your will is, Lord. That's what, I, that's what I'm going to do. Whatever your will is. At one time when I got saved, I I was preaching everywhere, going everywhere preaching. You didn't have to say it that loud. (laughs) But anyway, nevertheless. And so I I, I was out in California. I'll never forget this. And God just simply asked me, what you doing? I said, Lord, I'm evangelizing like I'm supposed to. I never told you that.
Because my thing was, I, I thought I was supposed to be just doing such and such. You have to know God's purpose for your life. Even literally, I went, got the, the degrees and so forth, thinking this is what I'm going to do. But that, that was never the ultimate purpose that God had for me. You hear me? See, when, when it comes to the literal body, God knew where our hands needed to be. It just wouldn't work out well if our feet were where our hands are. He knew exactly where to put everything. And see, you have to understand that even when it comes to the church, he knows. He knows. He knows exactly where you need to be. And if you're sensitive to him, you'll know it yourself. Now, when you hear folk talking about, you know, I ran from now where where God didn't set you. I ran and he finally caught me. Here I am preaching. And I got reference. Jonah. Jonah was already preaching before he got in the flesh. That ain't no good sign. Jonah had been, he wasn't only preaching, he was a prophet. Jonah just didn't want to deal with certain folk. That's how come he got in sin. But he was already preaching. Whenever somebody tell you, well, I ran and God finally caught me. And here I am preaching. So God made you preach. Oh, Lord, how much. Oh, don't do that. God don't force anyone to do something against his or her will. When he struck Paul down, he struck Paul down because Paul was touching his anointed, which he had said, touch not my anointed. And if Paul would not have obeyed God, there's no telling what would have happened to him. Lord told him, get up and go to such and such a place. And he obeyed God. And his whole life was changed for the battle. But it was God who had set him in place. Even when when the disciples decided that they were going to do something in reference to replacing Judas. They decided we're going to set another apostle in place. And so they had the nerve to try to set an, an apostle in place by casting lots. Just like how some folks have the nerve to try to put somebody in a particular divine place by vote. God never ordained for such to happen. Never. Nowhere in the scripture. Who want to be on the pulpit committee? Pulpit committee. Get the prayer and see what does say God. Get some mature folk to seeking God and allow God to speak to them as he spoke 
to men and women of God in Scripture. And then allow God to have the final say. Why? Because the worst place to be is out of the will of God. But the best place to be is in the will of God. I want to be in God's will. And see, you, you have to understand something. When, when you recognize what God has ordained for you to do, who God has ordained for you to be in the church and outside the church, when you settle on that, then you start being diligent in pursuing your purpose. You pursue it with diligence. But allow God to do it. Allow him to do it. And see, ne- never, be, never be in the church to where God unset you somewhere, but your, your mindset is somewhere God has not placed it. It's you doing it. And see, when, when God is so amazing because when he sets you in a particular place, he'll do it just like he does the literal body. You know, we start out as babes. Can't even walk. Can't even talk. Just making little sounds. But then as we grow, as we start growing physically, mentally, emotionally, and otherwise, that's when we start to develop into the grown or mature person that God intended for us to be and we're able to walk in our literal purpose. Same way in the body. You come in as a babe and then you just simply allow God to grow you. And you go through all of the stages he would have you go through and it will be easy for you to get into your God set place. Why? Because he'll place you there. It won't be no question about it. See, because right now the church is messed up. You got, you got folk that are saying that they are such and such, but there's no fruit. To validate it. Or verify it. You, you got folks that'll tell you that they are deacon so and so, but then you look at the scripture, he, you, am I reading this right? You what now? So you, no, that ain't what we believe over here. See, I, we got our own set. Oh, so you saying you, your organization's deacon, but not God's deacon. And see, that's how you have to look at a lot of things because some people have been placed not by God, but by people. Now, don't misunderstand me. God will set people in the body directly and indirectly. He used Samuel to set David in place, as well as Saul. Told Samuel, say, look, I want you to get your horn, and I want you to go to Jesse's house, and I want you to anoint 
one of his sons to be king. And say, I'm going to let you know when you get there. And Sam, Samuel, Samuel was not even in the place when he, when he initially got to Jesse's house to this urn who God had chose to be king. Because he was looking at the people from a literal or outside standpoint. And he missed it. That's the reason you let God do it. And if God is using you, just wait on God to affirm what he's saying. How many understand? And don't try to rush God. Let God take his time. Let, let God do it. Well, not take his time, but do it the way he desires to do it. And that way it's going to work out well. And, and don't be to the point to where you like, you like uh, the if. God has ordained for you to be such and such, but you still want to be something else. And you see that sometimes. I'd be like, man, I, I, God, I'm blessed such and such to be doing this, but he or she wants to be this so much to where they'll compromise. They'll compromise just to try to be what they desire to be in their heart. Pastor, uh, such and such want me to come over there and preach, uh, uh, and I just want you to know, and, uh, you know, want want to get outside the door and preach so much you're willing to do it with somebody that ain't got a good reputation. Got your little singing gift. You done invited to do something. And no God ain't telling you, but oh man, this is an opportunity right here. And he is jumping, fooling with folk. You know you ain't got no business fooling with. It wasn't God. It was just the opportunity. But see, when you reel with God, the Bible is clear. He'll cause your gift to make room. It'll be according to his plan. Because you don't want to be like some folks. Some folks jump the gun. And here they are having to compromise. Even to the point of prostituting themselves. Just to do certain things. I know preachers that, that wanted to be at a certain level so, so bad to where they were willing to compromise certain standards in order to be on that level. And when it comes to singles, oh God, it's really sad. They are saying whatever. If it's going, if it's going to get them a contract. But when God is in charge, He is going to cause you to be set in the body according to His pleasure. And when the verse uh, verse 18 speaks of God setting members as it pleases him. It's just talking about him doing it according to his will.
is will. I want to do such as no that that ain't that ain't that ain't the will. But Lord, it, this this would really give me folks will know me if I do this. No, that ain't what I want from you. That that ain't what I want. I don't want you doing that. I don't want you polluting yourself with such and such. Just let me raise you up. It has to be the will of God. And then some things God will have you do, uh, you'll be like, man, I don't really want to do this, but it's what God wants you to do. And see, when you get mature in God, you, you can, you can tell when somebody is out of the will of God. But this is the thing. God will allow them to make the choice. I was, I was, I told God not too long as a God, I said, I know that ain't what you want him to do. He said, yeah, but you don't tell him. You let me deal with him. Say, cause if you tell him, they're going to talk about you. But you just let me deal with them. I said, well, Lord, you know they're going to do it. And they're going to say, you said do it. And just as sure as we in here on Sunday morning, the person did it. And you always have somebody that will follow the person to do it. Just because the person asked a fool I always have fools following him or her. That's tough, ain't it? But it's real. But you have to allow God to set you where he desires to set you. And guess what? It'll work. See, because this ain't a competition thing. This ain't you trying to make yourself shine. This is, this is God's business. And see, the reason God gonna set folks where it pleases Him is because He is omniscient. He knows where you need to be. I love it when folks wait to, to become members of the church because I want God to deal with them. So when they finally become members, they're gonna know this is where God let me. Because some folk will hear the choir saying, I want to be over there because they quack and say it. I don't want nobody joining because of the choir. I don't want nobody joining because they see we need this, that, and the other. I want them joining because God has decided that, look, this is where I want you. This is where I want you. This is what I want you to be a part of. But when God gives you a gift, just don't jump. Don't prostitute yourself. I'm going to tell you something to happen in my clothes. And uh, I won't say the person's name, but this, this, this person right here is known all over the world. We were in a, we were in a service, me and uh, Pastor Foster, years ago. And um, it was this respected prophet. I knew the person. The person had been saved for years, an old man. He spoke to this particular preacher. And the preacher had the gift of preaching, could, could preach, preach. Could uh, divide the word, could just, God was using this preacher. And so 
the prophet came and this is what he told him. He said, he said, they're watching you and they see the gift. And said, and they want to prostitute the gift. And they're going to offer you this, that, and the other. And if you take it, you're going to be tainted. And though your fame will grow, it will not be of God. Person fell to his knees. Set before everybody, I know this is God. And everybody in there knew it was God. Year or so later, person who would later on be revealed as a preacher that was homosexual invited this person to this big event that he had every year and uh, so the person preached at the event now same prophet the person asked him should I go no don't go. Knew that was the first step in trying to prostitute the person. Went anyway. A particular network saw the person and said, I want that person to be on my network. What do I, what do I have to do? And so the preacher that was homosexual said, I'll get him for you. Long story short, The fame came. And everything that the preacher had proclamated for years, all of a sudden it started to change. All the still still the guilt because the guilt and the calling of God is without repentance. You can have a gift to it, we would be lying if we, we said Patty LaBelle can't sing. Patty LaBelle can flat out sink. Yes. And started singing in the church. But she will tell you point blank her greatest supporters are homosexuals. And her loyalty is to them. And when her preacher, and this is public, this is public knowledge, when her preacher decided that he was going to come against homosexuals, but she said, well, I will withdraw my offerings, he changed. If you give a hundred thousand a year, here, I'm still going to preach right. I'm still going to preach truth. I ain't going to compromise God's word because I don't want to go to hell. I preach on my own self. You hear me? I preach on my own self and tell my own self, self, you need to repent and get right. But see, you have to know what when God has placed you somewhere to just obey God. Don't allow yourself to be prostituted. 
Don't allow yourself just to have something presented to you and you jump at what's presented to you without God leading you. Because I'm going to tell you sometimes you go, well, Pastor Shit, I'm just going to be, in, I'm just going to be neutral. Because I, I, I'm, 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 unless God tells me otherwise. And most of the time he'll tell me, look, he knows. She knows. You just hold your peace. You just tell them to pray and see what God say. And if you, it's in you to want to be, you'll prostitute yourself. Last I heard of, of the particular preacher that, that I'm talking about, well, matter of fact, I went years ago after this had happened, went to uh, one of his services after this had happened, year, years ago when he had did all this and his fame, it grew and I went. It was just, it was just so sad. Uh, I went and you had preachers that were outside in a corner and they had, they had set up a little section outside in the corner where preachers could just sit and just smoke. And me and first lady, we were just looking at it just like, good God, I know this ain't really so. Yeah, this is so. And went in and uh, restaurants you could name, folk eating. It was just like you going into a social gathering, but it was a church. To the point to where you couldn't tell the difference between the commercial and the sacred. You couldn't tell the difference between the commercial and the sacred. And see, God won't, God won't remove you from his hand. But guess what? He will not stop you from getting out of his hand. God will not remove you from his will. But he can't stop you from going against his will. He didn't try to stop Judas. He told Judas, he said, look, whatever you need to do, you go. And guess whose choice it was? Judas. Satan, Judas, and so many others have did the same exact thing. I don't know why I went this route, but some, 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 somebody, uh, a whole lot of bodies may not. We give God the praise. I'm going to stop right there. Thank you for listening to the A Place of Refuge Productive Living Podcast with Bishop Barry D. Walker. Please stop by our website for more information on our church at www.aplaceofrefugechurch.org. Until next time, remember, Jesus came that you might have life and have it more abundantly.